and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello! How you doing, Crow? Irritated. Pissed off. Yeah, more, so more high energy than last week. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's good. I'm frustrated. I'm like Charlie Brown trying to kick a football, kind of frustrated. Mm. I feel like Lucy keeps yanking out of the way. She's such a bitch. Well, like last week, that's why I'd rather be hanging out with uh, Snoopy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, you have done a ton of show prep tonight. Yes, I have. So why don't we just let you kick it off? All right. Uh, I got a video or audio, I guess it's video for me, but audio for the rest of you of, uh, the new New York city governor talking about the vaccine and, uh, New York city governor or New York state governor. Sorry. New York state governor. Um, I don't even know her fucking name. Hold on. Her name, does. yeah, it's uh, very hard to remember, Kathy Holchel. So Monday is the deadline for New York's mandated COVID-19 vaccination. Her last name sounds like you started to say it and somebody punched you in the throat. <laughs> Hol- <laughs> that bitch a Hol- <laughs> <laughs> Uh After which things could look much different in hospitals. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has a plan to replace medical workers who refuse to be vaccinated with the National Guard. So they're militarizing the uh, the uh, um, the hospitals. And, uh, you know, so they're bringing in National Guard that have medical experience or or trauma experience and all that. And, uh, you know, you know. Since the VAs are run so well and, and all the veterans are taking so are such good care of, I can imagine that the citizens are going to get that kind of that standard of care under the uh, National Guard. So that's a good thing, right? Well, here's what I love is that uh, police and first responders were heroes, heroes mm-hmm. until uh, one of them knelt on George Floyd's throat. Uh, and nurses were heroes. There were TikTok celebrities. We were. We have to get this community back. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to start that when I did. Sure you didn't. But as Buck Sexton says, people were banging pots and pans like to celebrate the nurses well, coming where to was it? on their shifts. Where was it where you, uh, what, I think it was, was it Britain where they had the, where you had to go outside your home and applaud for like 10 minutes for the, for the service workers? The, I don't know the, if you know, for doctors and nurses. I don't no, know if but you if, had if you to. didn't, you were shamed. Yeah, absolutely. Was that in UK? I think it sounds like a UK thing. And in New York, when they were walking, they had these shifts in between where they would like two o'clock when their shift was over. Yeah. Everyone would go outside and sing to them. Yeah. You know, stuff oh, like that. God, so cringy. Well, but you know, unless you don't get your vaccination, then you're a fucking villain. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like these people have watched too much WWE wrestling. You know, they switch back from hero to heel all the time. Yeah. Well, she she had a little speech. She gave a little speech at a church. She, she had these are remarks before Brooklyn's Christian Cultural Center on Sunday. So this is a couple of minutes. We'll we'll play some of it. We'll probably um, comment as she's speaking. But here we go. We have to get this community back, and 
what we went through this pandemic made us stronger. I believe that, especially as I talk to young people who weren't able to have their graduations from high school or a normal life for the last 18 months. I say to them, whatever comes your way in life, you are stronger, you are more resilient. God let you survive this pandemic because he wants you to do great things someday. He let you live it? through this when so many other people did not. And that is also your responsibility. But how do we keep more people alive? We are not through this pandemic. I wished we were, but I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must Trump. say, thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you, yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. I bet you she's know got this. a vaccinated tramp You know stand. who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. Thank you, Jesus. And how do you show that love? Blasphemy! To care about each other enough to say, Please get vaccinated because Bless I love you. I want, you I want our I kids wish somebody to be in the safe crowd when you I want you to be safe when you go to a Poor doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve what? this, my friends. Sorry, I, I talked over that of you. I need stupidity, you to let them know that this is how we can get fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to fighting systemic racial injustice, which exists today. And if there's a denier, I will take you on any date because I've seen it. I know it exists. And we are not going to have a blind eye to this ever again any longer under my watch. And that is my commitment to you. Hallelujah. She's a fucking we have nut to job. Get Hallelujah. Kay. Systemic racism is real. And if you're a denier, I'm going to bring it to you. Just like if you're a COVID denier and a vax denier, I'm going to bring it to you with my apostles and my COVID cross. On my neck. Now she just needs like Randy Macho Man Savage going, yeah. Yeah, she held up that that COVID vaccination as if it was like a cross on her neck. Talking about God. What? Talking about apostles. And, and she wants them to spread the message of COVID and 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 uh, Vi Pfizer and, and the vaccines. Well, Fuck her. What a piece of, all, of shit. She's worse than Cuomo. Well, yeah. First of all, uh, she's talking about, you know, they missed out on graduations. Who was the one who made them miss out on graduations? Okay. It's all government. It's the it's the Democrats and government. Secondly, um, does someone point out to her how it ended for Jesus? Because if she's comparing herself to Jesus, uh, if I show up and ask her to wash my feet, will she? I'm thinking about the nailed to a cross part. Um, and third, just this idea that you know the vaccine is going to get us through. No, it's not going to. The science says that the vaccine will protect you from the worst of the symptoms of COVID. If you get COVID, Although it may give you symptoms of something else, like inflamed heart or yeah, blood clots. It, I mean, it's it's really rare. Yeah, it's really rare. You're going to fucking die from COVID, too. Right. Absolutely. But the point is, the vaccine is not going to stop you from getting COVID. It's just not. It's going to lessen the symptoms if you get it. Okay? Those are facts and evidence, and they are... Well, I want to say they're undeniable, but you'll always find people who are fact deniers. Um, and so now they're saying, oh, you may need a booster because of this. And 
the vaccine didn't do what they said it was going to do. No. It is it is beneficial. For it's, some. Well, for most. It's Who absolutely. knows at this point? It's experimental. We don't even fucking know what the, what the, what the down the road, what it's, what's going to happen well, from it. Well, data shows that people who are vaccinated who get COVID generally aren't hospitalized, they don't die, and they have lessened symptoms. However, the data also shows, contrary to the Democrats' talking points of this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, no, it's not, it appears that vaccinated people may be bigger spreaders because they have larger viral loads and they don't know they're sick. Well, who is it? Uh, which uh, uh, Vice News said that there's no such thing as uh, natural immunity. So if you've gotten COVID and your immune system, there, there's no. they said there's no such thing as, as uh, natural immunity. And then there's, I can't remember which social, social platform won't, even, won't allow any talk of, of anything other than promoting the, no, the you, vaccine. YouTube just announced that they will ban anything that's critical of the vaccinations. Right. So anything. if you, but if you say anything regards of I think having natural immunity at this point is better than vaccines, you're you're likely going to get banned. I don't know if that's true, but it wouldn't surprise me. But there have been over a dozen studies that are peer reviewed that show that natural immunity is better and lasts longer, it's more robust than the vaccine. And the only way we're going to get through this. This is my non-medical opinion, but the data appears to show is that when pretty much most of the population has had it, you know, because the natural immunity is the thing that is is protecting you more than anything. Well, I mean, uh, here's another article. Despite 95% vaccination rate, Harvard experiences, quote, substantial outbreak, unquote, of COVID. Now, what they consider a substantial outbreak is like 11 students, I think. 11 new graduate students tested uh, positive, and it wasn't even on campus. Well, California considers one one case per thousand people to be a substantial outbreak. Well, Australia considers one. I know. Because um, COVID zero is now the new thing. This is an, yeah, this is an interesting article. It doesn't just talk about what's going on in Harvard, but it goes, um, in recent days, we've seen a steady, this is from Paul Joseph Watson. In recent days, we've seen a steady rise in breakthrough infections among our student population. This is from... Harvard Business School. Despite high vaccination rates and frequent testing, Mark Coletta, or Catella, head of communications for HBS, told Poet and Quants. I have no idea what that is. Despite the claim that the outbreak is not occurring in classrooms or other academic settings on campus, authorities have decided to move all first-year MBA students and some in the second year to remote learning for the week of whatever, September to October something. Uh, according to Howard Foreman, a professor in the practice of management at Yale School of Management and medical doctor, the situation re represents a substantial outbreak that continues to worsen with 11 new graduate students testing positive in the latest batch. According to Harvard's official coronavirus da virus dashboard, 95% of students, 96% of employees are vaccinated against the virus. Is Harvard therefore implicitly admitting that vaccine effectiveness has waned to the point of total ineffectiveness, asks, asks Zero Hedge. So despite all the promises of a return to normal, if, if only everyone were vaccinated, which in this case they pretty much are, it appears elite higher education in 2021 is no different from elite higher education in 2020, and certainly not any cheaper. Um, so there's all, everything that was supposed to be in person is now moved online. 
and they're asking students to limit in-person interactions. And it underscores how people will be mandated to get constant booster shots with all the attendant health risks because of longevity of protection the vaccine offer is minimal. Uh, Meanwhile, natural immunity, which studies show offer 27 times more protection, is completely discredited by the media, with Vice recently denying its existence altogether. Uh, Note that also Joe Biden said yesterday, life in America won't return to normal until 98% of the population is vaccinated. And then the Pfizer CEO um, says normal life won't return with regular without regular COVID vaccinations. So normal life is going to return when people say it's fucking bad. According to the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer, the CEO, he says uh, normal life will return within a year, but not for those who don't have regular COVID-19 vaccinations. So I went into my kid's school today. Oh, masks required. Mm -hmm. Right. Walked right in. Went in the fucking office. Principal saw me. Had a conversation with him. Didn't say a word to me. Good. That more people need to start doing that. Like, I'm not putting it on. I didn't say anything to him. Nothing like that. If he just said, you have to put the mask on or leave. Okay, I'd have left. But I wouldn't say, I'm putting it on. Did no. you have something very short to say to him? Or was it a longer conversation? Uh, it was probably three, four minutes. I'd been like, okay, I'm leaving. And then had my piece, said my piece and left. My point is... I mean, there's gas stations I go to now nearby me, you know, convenience stores that say mask required, and I just, I go in without it. And I fully expect that they're going to say, we have to leave. And it has never happened to me once. Never. So, and there was, uh, the tensions are getting higher on this stuff all the time. But what I'm saying is things will get back to normal when enough people go, it's getting back to fucking normal. Here's the problem. There's a lot of people that don't want back to normal. That's fine. But that's why that's why people are starting to move to places where people agree with them. You know? And so nobody talks about the fact that uh, the UK removed all of its restrictions in July. So you don't have to wear a mask outside and all that stuff. Sweden's basically back to normal. Denmark has eliminated their stuff. Parts of Europe are starting to say, all right, enough's enough. So, and I know we want to get to Australia, but um, yeah, before we do, what this is coming down to is people are just realizing that if I just, if I just do it, it's not a big deal. And companies are going to be put in this position. I saw um, a video at Trader Joe's where basically like 20 people walked into a Trader Joe's without masks on and they go to start buying stuff and everything. And I mean, they knew what was going to happen. They were like, no, we're not going to, they're yelling at them going, we're not going to check your items out. So people are taking like a big bunch of bananas. This was quite a while ago. This happened. I remember this. I don't don't think it was that long ago. Uh, It was back when, uh, it was last, it was last, uh, like last winter. Okay. Well, they've done it in more places now. So this video may have been from, I, I recall back. that one because Trader Joe's was like one of the most stringent oh, yeah. when it was making people wait outside in the middle of winter in Minnesota here yeah. um, and social distance in lines outside their store, only letting like 20 people in the store at a time. And it's like, well, this store had a lot of people in it. It looked like a normal store that everybody okay. was just wearing masks. But so people would take like a bunch of, there was one person who had a bunch of bananas, walked up to the counter and goes, here, there you go. I'm leaving my money here. They're like, no, we're not taking your money. He goes, well, I'm leaving it. See ya. And then someone would stand at the door trying to take the bananas out of their hand. You know, that, like, no, that's, you. That's you, theft at that guy point. Guy goes, I left my money over there. They're like, no, I don't care. We didn't, we didn't give you a receipt. So it wasn't, and. 
And the point is, if enough people just say we're done with this, we're done with this, and it doesn't have to be violent, but you're starting to see states, well, South Dakota, for example, never did any of this stuff. Yeah. You're starting to see states, Florida for one, that are just saying, you know what, we're just, we're not listening. We're not going to do it the way you tell us to do it. Um, uh, Iowa, for example, just passed a uh, law that said um, you can't, or not a law, a, well, it might have been a, a law or a governor's executive order, which, you know, hey, has the force of law according to the left until you do it to them and then they don't like it. That is banning, just like DeSantis did in Florida and a couple other governors did, that says you can't have mask mandates. Can't have them. We're past that. We're not doing it. So uh, some of the places have tried to do it. And, you know, like universities and stuff. And the universities are stuck because they're getting state funding in conservative states where to pass these mandates or to fly in the face of these mandates, they're basically violating the law or an executive order. And you're giving those legislatures a perfect, the legislatures in those states are just going, come on, do it. We want to start eliminating some of this tenure and cutting back on your funding. Do it. Yeah. Just do it. Um, so we're going to start seeing, you know, more people sort of splitting up and doing that stuff. We're well, going to, we're going to be, a country that has different levels of restriction and different levels of sort of living conditions, but they're going to start suiting the people that live there. Just like, you know, Portland and Seattle are now. You're going to see the people who can't stand that shit anymore just leave. Well, what you're going to get, Rooster, is the people that love the science and then the science deniers. Crow. That's what you're going to get. Crow. Crow. Um, during an interview... Uh, appearance on ABC this week with George Stephanopoulos, Albert Burla, who was the uh, CEO of uh, Pfizer, um, was asked about what he foresaw as the end of the, for the end of the pandemic. He goes, within a year, I think we will be able to come back to normal life. Although we made it very clear that, this, said a year ago. that this statement only applies to those who are prepared to take regular coronavirus booster shots. He goes, I don't think that this means that variants will not be continuing, will not be continuing coming. I guess that's a direct quote from him. He said, and I don't think that this means he's that we should English, be, be able. He's not English as a first language guy. That we should be able to live our lives without having vaccinations, basically. So he doesn't think we should be able to live our lives without having vaccinations. Uh, he said the most likely scenario was annual revaccinations due to the emergence of new variants. Well, wait a minute. Who it's the, not just annual. It's it's every six months. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be every four months. From the guy who or, the government's paying. Or maybe to, a twice daily pill. Yeah. From the guy who the government's paying his company to these, these, distribute these, these are the people that the, the left used to despise, used right. to despise these people. And now they're holding them up as if they're the, the authority. They're fascistic and I despise them. What, when, when did Tim Poole come in <laughs> to the studio here? That's what he says all Where the time. Where is he? Oh. <laughs> it felt like he's right behind me there speaking. Uh, it's, it's completely nuts. I, I, I don't know what to say anymore about this that hasn't been said, but th we this is something that I never, five years ago, never would have foreseen us getting to this point. And the fact that we've gotten to this point and the world has gotten to this point, it can only get, it, it can get worse because I didn't think it could get this bad, especially yeah, in America. It can get worse, but I definitely feel a tide is turning. Um, 
But, you know, you sent me, you showed me that video of, um, in Australia, the the cops coming up and basically just grabbing this guy who was out in public and they say it wasn't supposed to be, you can't really tell what's going on. But he wasn't violent. Wasn't violent. He was just standing there and they were talking to him and a cop came up behind him and basically just whipped him around. I don't even know what you'd call that. He picked him up. He picked him up, uh, grabbed him so that his, the guy's arms were were restrained. So he grabbed him around his arms, spun him around and slammed him on his head. No way the guy could stop his fall at that point. Yeah, Couldn't no put his way. hands out to brace it. Just and you hear it. You hear his skull hit the ground. Yeah, and the people filming go, "Oh my god!" I know. So, uh, you know, you're gonna keep seeing stuff like that in certain places. Um, and then I was watching some of this. Some of these. Uh, I mean, I suppose you could call them in Australia. They're calling them protests, but they're borderline riots. Yeah. Of these construction workers. Yeah. You know, they. Of course, the narrative is no, they're, uh, they've been infiltrated Skin by fascists. Skinheads that are pretending to be um, yeah. um, construction workers, which is all, it's absolute bullshit. And then you're getting some of the construction workers going, uh, no, we just want to make a living. Yeah. You know, and the cops are saying, well, you know, we're doing what we're doing because it's our job. We have so to. they're putting their counterterrorism squads against these people, so which means tanks. Here's my thing. How many of those cops do you think there are? I mean... Australia is a country of 25 million people, okay? When they show up in force, it's pretty intimidating regardless of the size. Absolutely. But in a a city like Melbourne where this is happening, I don't know what the population of Melbourne is, but it's got to be several million. How many of the cops do you think they have? You know, Larry Correa in his epic uh, uh, post about, you know, gun control and all that where he goes and if you haven't read it he answers every Larry Korea gun control yeah. look it up it's amazing for so many different reasons but one of the things he talks about is that in any given day in the United States there are about a hundred thousand cops on duty in a country of 325 million people yeah so my point is in a city like Melbourne where let's just well I'll look it up while we're talking yeah but, um if you've got uh, you know, uh, let's see, population of uh, Melbourne. Well, you've got, there is a video of, of some... 5 million. Okay. Okay, and that was 19, or 2019. So, uh, population of Melbourne is called 5 million people. There's got to be, what, 1,000 cops? Probably more than that. 2,000? Minneapolis is... Three, uh, three something. I don't think it's three million. Is I think it? Minneapolis is less than a million. Okay. But let's just say Minneapolis is a million. They have 588 cops on duty right now, and they're supposed to have 888. Okay. So they're down to almost half. Um, they're 60 percent. So let's just say Melbourne has five times as many cops. They have 5,000 cops. All right. They're not all going to be on duty. They're not all going to be buying into this. But let's just say they are. How many people does it take in a city of 5 million to overwhelm 5,000 cops? That's assuming all the cops are on duty, all the cops are armed, all the cops are in one spot. They're not going to be. Well, how many did it take to burn down a precinct in Minneapolis? I don't know, but the mayor let that happen. So my point is you see these cops spraying these people, and you listen to the audio, and the people are yelling to these cops, you're a fucking disgrace. Yeah. You know? 
Um, well, there's videos of cops that are admitting it. There's videos of cops that don't know they're being recorded going, hey, you know, I'm with you. I, I get this. I, I understand, but I'm doing my job. And these people are saying, I'm trying to, you're trying to feed your family. I'm trying to fucking feed my family. Okay. So Fuck let me, you. let me, my point is, let me just paint a picture for you. They had the riot cops and some of them were on horseback and everything. Let's say there's 10,000 people there. Okay. Protesting, which there easily could be in a city that size. I think Minneapolis probably had that many around when they had all of their rioting and stuff. Now they weren't organized or anything like that, but there could have easily been that many people. But so realistically in a police force of 5,000, there's probably going to be 2,000 that are there. Maybe others they can call in, maybe some National Guard or troops or anything like that. But you get a cop like this when we've seen these scenes of people being arrested for standing outside smoking a cigarette and getting a little too far from their house because yep. there's a there's a radius that you can be by your house. If you step outside of that, you can be arrested. Bang, just like that for not not having a fucking mask on. Okay. So you're seeing these people who are complying. They're getting kicked by the cops. All of these things that they claim happen to black people all the time. So then you see these uh, riot cops in these in the middle of these things with our guys on horseback trying to do crowd control and people are just streaming past the cop, right? Yep. So this cop is in a in the midst of this group of people. What do you think would happen if all of a sudden five people in one of those mobs, just five, decided they'd had it and they pull one of those cops down off of his horse? Uh, I've already seen the, the fact is it has to be, there has to be a certain, there has to be, a, you never know what the pop off point is going to be. Those five people could get fucked up completely by the cops because nobody, nobody, nobody else steps in because they're, right. and that's what's been happening. But you're not getting that pop off point. But um, imagine in the midst of this thing where people are told they can't work, they're being um, persecuted for very small things like stepping too far away from their front door. Yeah. A guy who's not being violent gets his head smashed against the ground, maybe teeth knocked out, maybe a concussion, maybe uh, a traumatic brain injury because his head hit fucking hard, mm -hmm. you know? Um, anyway, I mean, picture the worst NFL sack you've ever seen from a guy on a quarterback who was defenseless, only this quarterback didn't have a helmet on. And it's on cement. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to take much as we keep raising the temperature on these things for this to get very, very ugly, okay? Now, in a country like Australia, that could be bad. In a country like the United States, where people own guns, and I'm sorry, no matter what the gun, no matter what people say, they're not going to get all your guns. Even if they come and try and get them, they're not going to get them all. Um, you're just, it, this, this is going to get really bad. This happens in every dystopian society you've ever seen. Yeah, I never thought I would be um, a not back the blue guy. Right. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm back specific police officers that are good cops. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I know some really great cops. But I'm not going to just blindly say back the blue regardless. Right. And I used to be that guy. Like, no, nah, I mean, there's a couple bad apples. But you know what? Seeing what happens with, uh, you know, it, even in, in America with the mask mandates here and, and the way they've been treating people, um, you know, shutting down businesses and not, you know, instead of saying, I'm not going to enforce this law. Um, but, but the fact is they're, they're worried about their job. I get it. 
But what you're doing is you're taking jobs and you're taking food out of, out of the mouths of this person's family in order to feed your own by enforcing an unjust law. Well, and I just, you know, in the, in the short term, I, I'm not going to give them too much of a hard time about that because I think everybody does stuff like that. But yeah. for me, the difference is you don't have the authority to, to do, do that to others. Right. There's that. But for me, the difference is like, I fully admit it. I bought a cop lunch the other day because I appreciate what they do. He's just a random cop, um, stand in line at a Chipotle restaurant. But he, he said, Hey, that means a lot. I, you know, I really want you to understand that blah, blah, blah. You know, if I see someone giving a cop a hard time and the cop is like calm about it and everything, and uh, somebody starts videoing the altercation and the, well, not even an altercation, the, the interchange and the cop just looks at him like, Hey, you can film, just stand back so I can do my job here. Right. That's different than if a cop looks at him and goes, get back in your fucking car. Yeah. Then I'm like, Hmm, maybe I'm not on your side, you know? Yeah. And they are expected to have, you know, professional demeanors, even in situations where I would lose my shit. Right. Yeah, And I get that they're human. I get that can be difficult, but, but that's part of the job. But, you also know the difference as a person between, unless you're just obtuse and can't read a room, the difference between the guy who's going, look, this could get difficult and I just want you to back away a little bit before st- stuff starts getting crazy or someone who's like, motherfucker, I well, told you. Avi Yemeni is a reporter for Rebel News in Australia. He's like their bureau chief. Uh, he does a lot of YouTube videos. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have probably seen his stuff. Um, but he's been reporting on this and he has press credentials, but they're constantly arresting him and, and fucking with him saying that he can't film because they, they want to hide what they're doing. And the, the latest one I saw was, uh, someone got five, six officers just piled at piling a guy and just started beating the shit out of him. I don't know what led up to it. You know, maybe the guy did something who knows. Yeah. But Avi was there with his cameraman as a reporter. They weren't interfering at all. They were far enough away where you could really hardly see what was happening because, you know, he would add to zoom the camera in. So no interference. And the cops saw the recording. Two of them came hustling over to him, had to run over to him and tell him to, you're, you got to leave here right now. And he goes, I'm, I'm reporting. I'm a, I'm a reporter. I'm reporting. He goes, no, you can't be here. It's like, no, I can be here. That's, that's legally my, this is what I do. And I'm holding you accountable. That's what I'm doing. You can't tell me not to do that. Mm-hmm. And these cops just got this thing right now in in Melbourne or in Australia where they're like, you know, f- fuck the press, fuck everybody. Anybody that doesn't comply is, um, you know, it's 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 open season. And that's what I'm seeing. They're they're shooting rubber bullets. These things are huge. These rubber bullets. They're like little, um, the size of I don't know, like a uh, a thumb like a couple no a couple packs of gum taped together i mean it's bigger than a thumb it's like two thumbs God. these things are huge and they're shooting people in their backs as they're running away with, yeah. with these and then once they knock them down you're I'm, I'm looking at video right now they knock them down and then five or six officers show up and start kicking them in the head hitting them with batons the guys aren't even fighting back they're they're they want to fuck these people up to send a message like you don't 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 come against us don't do this because this is going to happen to you. And that's what's other keeping people. It's kind of keeping people from because they're they're coming in with, with these like armored vehicles. I mean, they're showing force in these when they when the people fight back the next time it happens, it's even bigger presence, even more militarized. And the people are like, 
you know, if we fight back now, what's the next one? What's the next time going to look like? Well, there's my my point is, and we've always mentioned this sort of black flag event kind of stuff. When it really pops off, I don't think there's going to be a next time for these cops. If people have been getting shot in the back with this stuff, for we're not talking about people who are protesting you know, the WHO and uh, the the World Bank and stuff like that, like these uh, privileged white upper-class liberal fucking Antifa pieces of shit. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about them. We're talking about people who believe they have rights, not people who are trying to make political statements or may or may not be paid by a group like Soros to be out there. Yeah. Um, we're talking about people who are like, look, I've just had enough, Right who start getting shot in the back with rubber bullets and seeing people get beat up. If five of them lose their mind and pull one of these cops off a horse and start beating him up and that crowd turns on those cops, there's not going to be anyone to save those cops. And that's what I worry about because you're going to see at that moment that a civil society absolutely breaks down. Yeah. And the only way that they get, that under control is to bring in like federal military. I'm not talking the national guard. They'd have to bring in real troops to do that. And I'm not sure that makes it better. Well, I mean, the next time we have an event like January 6th, where they tried to, the feds try to uh, orchestrate another one. It's, it seems like, like uh, to, to round up a bunch of uh, a bunch of agitators. You heard about that, right? The, yep. the free, the six or free, free yep. the, and it turned out people are thinking it was mostly like undercover <laughs> that nobody showed up that, I mean, a few people showed up, but it was not. It Except was more, some cops arrested some undercover Yeah, it was more cops. media than anything. And then cops that were so confused, they were arresting other cops for having guns and stuff, but are under undercover. And, uh, but if you have an event like, like what happened and it's mostly peaceful or mostly peaceful. I mean, it's, you've got agitators in a group that big, and then, but you had a lot of the crowd like pointing out the agitators and saying, these aren't us. These are not part of us. They shouldn't be doing that and going to the cops. Hey, why are you letting this happen? Mm-hmm. And then um, police letting him in. And, and, and in the confusion, one person gets shot and killed. Ashley Babbitt got murdered, murdered by a cop, uh, a, a police officer who had no business firing that gun at that time. No business having a fucking gun. If you heard the guy speak, he's yeah. a fucking idiot. Um, so you got people like him representing the 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 blue representing the badge you got this fucking guy i don't even know his name but this cop that shot ashley babbitt is a piece of shit and he's proud of himself for doing that you're only saying that because he's black yeah he's he's proud of himself for for what he did he he called himself he said he's a hero and he saved lives that day he he's the only person that killed murdered somebody he's the only person that fucking fired a weapon that day to to, into somebody Mm -hmm. and murder an unarmed uh Five foot, whatever, two unarmed woman. She was a hardened military veteran, though. Um, and so you see stuff like that, and you go, okay. And I, we were talking about this in podcasts before, where I wanted to go to rallies when Trump was in office, and I wanted to be part of that that energy and show my support for the president. But I knew if I show up unarmed and I've got assholes attack me, um, you know, that it could get really bad. But if I show up armed to defend myself. Next thing you know, it can get really bad. It can get really bad too, and so you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. And this is—it's a chilling effect. Like, uh, like what happened to Ashley Babbitt? People are going to think twice now about about uh, trying to show their support in a rally. And so I, I don't know. I, well, I think uh, I think Australia is different in a lot in a lot of ways. 
And I think they're more compliant to the government in Australia and always have been. Yeah, but there are also some really proud, really pig-headed people sometimes. I mean, they can really be stubborn. But but here's the thing that worries me. So, you know, you talk about this, people feeling helpless and everything, and you don't want to – you want to go to the rally, but you can't go unarmed, and you don't – you can't go armed, so what do you do? How big a group of people is it going to take – to go to one of these things and go, man, I've had enough. I'm so, and not necessarily think it through. Cause we all think, you know, if 10 people showed up there armed, like concealed weapons, and then just said, screw it. We're all backing each other. And next thing you know, the sh- they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But we're not talking about rational people at that point. We're talking about people who've been pushed too far. So if you assume that they're not going to be rational, how many people, do you think it would take to make a real problem there? I don't think it takes many at all. I I really don't. And that's what I worry about. Yeah. So I don't know. I think police need to need to come together as officers and decide, you know, that they're not they need to decide that they're not going to enforce. They have discretion and they've been told, no, you don't have discretion on this. This is something you don't have discretion. Yes, they do. You have discretion on everything. And they have to decide as as officers to go, I'm not going to enforce bullshit anymore. What I'm really hoping happens somewhere is some mayor in a major city sort of finds the secret sauce here and goes, okay, look, you know, I understand the racial issues here and all this, but we got to have some cops. And winds up creating an atmosphere in which cops can feel at least safe but also monitored because you got to watch you got to watch the cops too but you know especially because they do have to they're at a higher standard right. because they have the the threat of force at government behind them i'm hoping there's a mayor in a fairly large city somewhere that that figures it out i really do i hope and i hope it happens soon yeah. you know so it's an example that people can kind of follow so, because there's people like, you know, Jacob Fry here gets out over his skis and he's like, now this monster is, it's going to eat him alive, you know? Yeah. So, um, can we talk real quick about the Russell Brand video on the Glenn Greenwald stuff? Sure. Glenn Greenwald, who is not a righty by any no. means. Glenn's on the left, far on the left. Uh, he's like a Matt Taibbi type. Um, and he created... Uh, what was the paper he created? Not uh, the Guardian, uh, the Intercept, I think. Yeah, that I can't remember. It. Well, got fired from his own paper or quit because it got way too well. News agency, it got way too far out for him. But Glenn is a well-researched guy, and uh, Raven sent me a uh, about an hour and a half long video of Glenn just breaking down how the entire. Trump Russia collusion thing was bullshit from beginning to end. Cites all the sources. Yeah, it was crim- criminally fraudulent what and, happened. And you may think, like, in an hour and a half long video, you'd be like, well, there's going to be some fluff in here. Nope. From the jump, he's just lays it out. So, Russell Brand, also not exactly a lefty. He's an actor, comedian, uh, British guy. A person who, um, you know, sort of likes socialism, thinks capitalism is is uh, not inherently evil, but there's major flaws with it and blah, blah, blah. He's, just... He's kind of like those, if you have a conversation with somebody who calls himself a secular humanist, yeah. that's kind of what he is. He's 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 a kind of a do-gooder, but uh, 
he, you know, he's he's kind of smug. So I, I never liked him. I didn't. I never hated Russell Brand, but I just don't like the guy. Kind of smug, but at the same time, in many ways, pretty humble. Yeah, here lately, I've seen videos of his where you go, huh? A guy seems who, he seems different now. A guy who politically on paper you would look at and say, I don't agree with anything this guy says. At the same time, you'd probably like him if you met well, him. Well, I think five years ago he was much more. Um, you know, acerbic, like more, yeah. more, more of an asshole five years ago. I think he's, he, I think he's softened a bit and gotten to be a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah. So he basically watches this and's like, shit, they lied to us. Yeah. Watch he's the like, video. They lied to us. So in one day, this video gets like 2 million. Yeah, he hits. admitted Trump was right. Comes right out and says it. Yeah. And he's like, this is why we can't trust the media. This is why we can't. He's no Trump fan. Yeah. Not at all. And, so now they're talking about they got to ban Russell Wilson or Russell, uh, not Russell Wilson, Russell Brand. Got him mixed up with the Seattle's uh, Seahawks quarterback there. Um, they got to ban him because he's saying things that are problematic. I, you can't trust people who just want to eliminate everybody who disagrees with them. Well, and Russell Brand, I disagree with him a lot of his his politics and, and his, his kind of pie in the sky, hippy dippy bullshit. Yeah. But he seems earnest. He's, and he seems like, and he's a guy that would have conversation. He had a conver- a long conversation with Candace Owens on his show. And he another one with Ben Shapiro. He, and he wasn't confrontational with them. Right. He, he, he it sounded, it seemed like he legitimately wanted to learn. And when he said something that, you know, didn't quite work or didn't quite, he didn't quite make the, the point he wanted to make, he would admit, I kind of fucked that up. And, yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, there needs to be more people on the left like that, and and people on the right like me wouldn't be. I wouldn't at this point. I'm so dismissive of anybody on the left because of the bullshit that we see day in and day out. It's kind of refreshing to see that there are people that have different viewpoints on politics, and 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 you might think some of it's naive, you might some of it's just off you know, off course. But if they're gonna have, I will have that conversation with somebody. You know, if they're not fucking just spouting off bullshit, I had to. I talked to somebody the other day that I know that I haven't seen in a long time um, on the left friend of mine and somehow COVID came up and uh, she said, uh, can you believe just out of, you know, we were talking about, you know, how it's been progressing and how we want to get together with people. And she goes, yeah, but can you believe people are taking um, horse dewormer? And I just like, fuck. Now I have to explain to her. Now she's, she was able, you know, she, she listened. And so a friend of mine, otherwise it wouldn't be a friend of mine if she wasn't somebody that would listen. But the fact that at this point, it's so easy to, if you're not clued in to, for, for people to be basically brainwashed. But I guarantee you the first thing she did was took uh, ridiculous versions of the points you made and ran to a lefty friend of hers. That will tell her that'll otherwise. That'll just go, everything's fine. Yeah. Your friend's a dummy. Yeah, it is horse dewormer. Yeah. And that, you know what people are doing? They're going online and they're buying horse dewormer from Russia. And you know what they're doing? They're taking it and they're dying. And they're giving it to their children and their babies and they're dying. And every time they order some from Russia, Trump gets a dollar. Yeah, that's the kind of shit. That's that, how yeah. he's rich. But that's the kind of shit they're hearing. I know. So do you know what the difference between uh, horse medicine and human medicine is? Dosage. Dosage. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Iver, uh, ivermectin was developed for humans and whether or antiviral not, or anti-malarial or not malaria but antiviral for humans the person that developed it 
got a Nobel Prize for it because it was so effective and and had such little side I, effects. I, it's, I don't think it's antibacterial. I think uh, it's for parasites. Antivi- it, some it's it is basically virus. I, I forget what. I've virus. got a friend who does mission work occasionally, where they go down to Central American countries. Yeah, it's supposed to stop parasites. Pass out food yeah. and stuff. The first thing they do is they give them ivermectin. Yeah, because it kills the worms and all worms that kind in of their shit. gut. So. The amount that you use on a horse is different than the amount you use on a person, but the guy who invented it won a Nobel Prize for inventing it for the purpose that those missionaries yeah. use it. And for. then guess what? Uh, they found out that it works really well on deworming horses. Well, so here's the thing. Saying, can you believe people are taking this horse dewormer is like saying, you know, when they put an alcohol swab on your arm to give you a shot or draw blood or something. It's like saying, can you believe people drink disinfectant? They like mix it with Coke and drink it. Yeah. That's not, no, it's not true. You're, you're misrepresenting what this is. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter whether, well, and, and those people will right away go, well, there's no science that shows ivermectin works. It's like, that's not the point we're making. Well, here. when I said that to her, I educated her on that whole thing about ivermectin. It's not a horse dewormer. I mean, it can be used to deworm horses. True, but it's not a horse dewormer. That's not what it is. Um, so after that, then she had to come back and say, yeah, but people are taking it and they're dying. No, and I go, not. no, they're not. And I go, there's no, there's no, believe me, if it was a story, if someone went out and got uh, uh, ivermectin and OD'd on it, you'd hear no end of it on the news. You'd hear no end. I haven't heard peep because it doesn't fucking happen. Well, that's not true. Rolling Stone published a story that sh- that said the hospitals and uh in uh, Oklahoma were being overwhelmed. Yeah, they were turning away gunshot victims yeah. because of all people the... Were, people were dying from gunshot wounds in the parking lot because... Yeah. because and of all and the poison control was overwhelmed with calls from people poisoning themselves from ivermectin. Do you, do you, it wasn't what was happening. When people were calling, they heard ivermectin. They go, what's ivermectin? They called, this, they called the poison control. They go, hey, what's ivermectin? What, what kind of dose works? Uh, so that's that's it wasn't the people po- saying I just poisoned myself with ivermectin. The poison control in that story that they referred to had gotten four calls, and the calls four. were just questioning it because they're like, "What is this all about?" <laughs> it wasn't like I just took ivermectin and I'm feeling weird. <laughs> I'm feeling fucking weird. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they come <laughs> clopping their hoof on the ground. If for- anybody, that was me trying to neigh, and I couldn't do it very well. <laughs> I would try too, but. <laughs> I'll just embarrass myself. And you wouldn't edit it, and I'd feel stupid. <laughs> so let's do a couple would-you-rathers. Okay. And then uh, when we get back, I do want to talk about um, – We t- last week we talked a little bit about the uh, sex education bullshit. I got a little bit more to talk about that, and Matt Walsh went um, yeah. to – this is a great story, so we're going to get back to that. Uh, would you rather be raised by a pack of wolves or a tribe of gorillas? A pack of wolves. I think pack of wolves would be cooler. But uh, I think if I came down to it, I'm thinking gorillas. Dude, so who do you think is more brutal, wolves or gorillas? Wolves. I don't know. No, if you're talking chimpanzees, that's different. Oh, gorillas are fucking strong. They're like retard strong. Yeah. <laughs> but they're but they're super gentle, too. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. No, uh, yeah, wolf sounds cooler. But I mean, yeah, I but get... you'd have to eat a lot of raw meat that you'd have to chase down. It would suck being a gorilla because you're a vegetarian, but uh... and you'd have to pick nits off of their hide and eat them. You have to groom them. You could fake it, though. You could be like picking them oh, up. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. I just. Yeah. 
So now I don't want to, I don't want to tear open a, um, a, uh, caribou stomach with my, uh, with my face. That's true. So, especially after I spent so all that time chasing it. You're gorillas. Yeah. I'm I still wolves. So. Yeah. It, it would be cooler. Yeah. If it, after, if you, if you finally, uh, came out of it, like, uh, uh like Tarzan. But if you're the weak wolf, then they turn on you. Mm. Gorillas don't turn on you. Oh yeah, they do. They no, they're they babies. No, they don't. You're thinking chimpanzees. Really? Yeah. Chimpanzees like murder each other. Oh, gorillas are the ones that do the sign language. Yeah. Okay. They're super nice. They just look mean. I, there's a Como Zoo here as a gorilla exhibit, though. And the main silverback gorilla. He's just sitting there one time, and I like looked, and it, he was just looking right back at me. And honest to God, it was the worst mean mug I ever had in my life. He's just funny. looking at me like, fuck you. And I was like, I can't look right at him. <laughs> He's a big motherfucker. He was. There's a video that's pretty funny of a, a gorilla at the a big like a silverback, and he's sitting at the uh, the glass, right, right, kind of leaning against the glass. And there's a guy with his back to the glass, looking at his phone, and he's swiping the phone. Mm-hmm. And when they when he stops swiping, because he must be showing pictures to the gorilla, the gorilla starts doing like the swipe gesture with his finger, like keep going, keep going. It's like it's like super cool. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Did you see there was an orangutan? Somewhere that somebody had gla- they had sunglasses and they were looking down into the thing and they dropped him and he went over and picked him up and he was putting him on his face and all that stuff and finally uh, someone showed him a banana and he showed him the sunglasses and they tossed him the banana and he threw the sunglasses oh. back. Wow. Yeah, they're pretty smart. All right, I know what your answer is on this one. It's a quick one. Uh, would you rather praying be allowed back in schools for those who want to participate or keep it out altogether? Of course, you let it back into schools for those who want to participate, and I'm not just talking about Christianity. Any, if you if you want to have some sort of prayer group at school, have at it. Just not during school hours. I'm drawing. I'm drawing the line at the uh, five days or five times a day, middle of class. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out. None of the school hour shit, and and none of this accommodations like foot washing stations for Muslims. Yeah. Uh, would you rather driving or voting age be moved to 21 years of age? Uh, voting. voting of course voting yeah I, i've said this before i said i'd be willing to have this discussion about raising the uh age to buy weapons from uh 18 and 21 up to 25 or 26 i would have that i would only ever have that discussion if you would say if you'd raise the voting age to 25 or 26 yeah i look i'll take the i'll go on better i'll take the driving age down to 14 if we can take the voting age up to 21 yeah, absolutely good god uh one more would you rather have an outbreak of bed bugs or fleas in your home let me tell you something as a guy who's got experience with fleas both, no really no hell no uh first of all fleas migrate so once they get on something they just keep going so, like, if you're in a room... Do fleas infest your bed? Yes. Well, then, yeah. That's basically like, like having bed bugs and fleas. But the problem is, if you like, if you have bed bugs in a room in your house, they generally aren't going to move from room to room until you... J- I mean, until they overwhelm a room, fleas hang on to you when you leave. And they just... Fleas are way worse. Hmm. And fleas really bite a lot. Here's a scary thing for people who don't know this about bed bugs. 60% of people who get bitten by bed bugs never know it. Ew. Yeah. They're, and it has nothing to do with how clean a room is or anything. It's just a matter of have they been there or not. Hmm. If you ever go stay in a hotel, don't put your bag on the floor. You'll never bring bed bugs home with you. 
you stay in a hotel room that's got fleas in it, guess what? Your house is going to have fleas in it. Hmm. Well, so I've, I've, you've, you've changed my, my mind, Rooster. Good. Don't have fleas. All right. All right, let's talk about this. So last time we talked about the sex education being inappropriate and basically grooming kids. We talked about California. Well, it, it, it's happening in Minnesota too, but um, we we didn't have the real the specifics about what what was said. So <clears throat> there's this woman in. Uh, let's see, what's her? What was her name? Uh, it was in Fairfax County Public Schools. Uh, two books: Gender Queer by Mia Kobabe and Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison were suspended effective immediately this week after parent Stacy Langton revealed the graphic sexual nature of the book. Um, so they they decided, okay, well, after she read it out, and then they cut her mic because, you know, there's children here. And she's like, that's the fucking point. Yeah. Um, so her mic was cut while she read the graphic passages, which school board members ironically admonished her for reading the sections because there were children in the room. The books are available to high school students. So... She goes, after seeing a September... Most of which are children. Yeah. After seeing a September 9th school board meeting in Texas on pornography in schools, I decided to check the titles at my child's high school, Fairfax High School. The books were available, and we checked them out. Both of these books included pedophilia, sex between men and boys, Langston said last Thursday at the school board meeting while holding the two books. The illustrations include fellatio, sex toys, masturbation, masturbation, and violent nudity. I don't know what that I, means. I don't know what any of those terms are. Yeah, I, I don't know what violent nudity is. Can you? Can you? Can you picture? Can you show me? Can you pantomime violent That's nudity? That's my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you do the triple X cross, <laughs> thrust the hips. <laughs> violent nudity. <laughs> what if it's like you know those uh, basketball players who have the breakaway pants? Yeah. <laughs> what if like your clothes are just breakaway and you just rip them off and slam them down in a room and go booyah? And then pick up a plate and smash it. <laughs> <laughs> As Langton, I, I just want to get naked and punch something. <laughs> Langton noted the books can contain pedophilia. One passage in Lawn Boy reads. So here's the passage. Oh God. What if I told you I touched another guy's dick? It's PFF. I so want to edit this. Nick waved me off and turned his attention back to his beer. What if I told you I sucked it? Will you please just shut up already? I'm dead serious, Nick. Let's say you were a faggot. <laughs> I was 10 years old, but it's true. I put Doug Goebel's dick in my mouth. The real estate guy? Yeah. Nick looked around frantically. What the fuck are you talking about, Michael? I was in fourth grade. It's no big deal. Cringing, Nick held his hand out in front of him in a yield gesture. Stop. You sucked mine, too. Stop. Why are you telling me this? And you know what? I said, it wasn't terrible. You know what? That's where he ripped off his clothes and threw them at him. (laughs) (laughs) It's violent nudity. So as the Daily Wire reported, Lawn Boy was billed as promoting tolerance and fighting stereotypes. Yet the novel depicts a Hispanic as a landscaper and homosexuality as perverse. In fact, a large portion of the book recommended by the Young Adult Library Service Division of the American Library Association for Schools include homosexuality. And that will transition into the... uh, no oh, pun, I see what you no did pun there. Intended, I see what you did. To the Richfield schools promoting I see uh, what you did. a role play with its students to pretend they're gay. Richfield, Minnesota? Yeah. Much of these library and group section selections focus on instilling a sense of racial oppression r- rather than the mastery of reading, the Daily Wire reported. So, yeah, so now sex ed curriculum used in Richfield, Minnesota schools, asks students to role play gay sex scenarios. Gay! 
So straight students are asked to role play as gay and transgender characters navigating sex scenarios in a curriculum that the Richfield School Board says has been in place for a number of years. I mean, why are you so upset? It's It's been right under your noses the whole time. Can you imagine the outrage if you had taken a queer student and made them role play a home... Uh, a heterosexual that is conversion therapy exactly that's the road to hell right it is there. hateful yeah so secular hell <laughs> activists that are concerned at minnesota's uh, bridgefield public schools that it uses a sexual education program that asks straight students to role play homosexual relationships and teaches kids about anal sex questions about the efficacy of this program were raised by members of the child protection league who spoke at the richfield school board meeting monday Quote, this type of teaching has no place in our schools. Uh, this is one speaker. While another alleged that the district was not transparent about the graphic nature of the curriculum, parents are intentionally being deceived and misled about what their t- children are being taught. The specific program in question is called 3Rs, which stands for Rights, Respect, and Rectum. No, Responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> rectum, hell, kill them. <laughs> This, this curriculum was developed by Advocates for Youth, an organization partnered with Planned Parenthood. You know, they're about birth control. You know that, right? Yeah. That's if all by that. birth control, you mean murdering babies. Murdering uh, uh, babies of color. Yes. And it was authored in large part by former Planned Parenthood employees. Uh, it's it's a type three R's is a, comp, is a type of comprehensive sexual education, a term used to describe progressive sex ed programs that include information about the mechanics of homosexual in, intercourse, transgender transgenderism, abortion, and more. Uses lectures, classroom activities, slideshows, and role play games to educate students. Ask students to role play through various relationship scenarios as part of education of consent and violence prevention. So they ask students to pair up and pretend they're gay or, le- or lesbian and, and deciding whether or not to have sex. So, uh, yeah. So right. it's the, the problem. This I is, this is typical. It. This is grooming behavior. This right. is what pedophiles do. They, they, they make it seem like it's no big deal and yeah, it's all fun and games and yeah, you know, it's so cool. And, and all your friends are involved in it. It's, it's just a really creepy thing that if anybody other than the school system was doing it anywhere at any point, you'd, you'd fucking want to kill them. Imagine if a scoutmaster was doing this. Yeah, absolutely, or a priest. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, priests do it all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have to imagine. Apparently real estate guys, too, based on the book. You know. <laughs> um, my, my two problems with this are, one, this has nothing to do with anything should be taught in school. It can be taught at home, you know? Yeah. Well, the language or, of transgender. Or learned awkwardly in the backseat of a car like the rest of us had to. This, this is funny. The language of tra- trans. I always have trouble saying that. Transgenderism. I have trouble because it's bullshit. Is also introduced in the earliest levels of that curriculum, the three R's. In one lesson designed for kindergartners, the teacher is directed to, to refer to a woman as a person with a vulva. What's a vulva? Rooster, what's a vulva? Crow, crow, crow. That's that's a little crow over there asking asking yeah. your rooster. You gotta you gotta tell little little crow he's four. He wants to know what a vulva is. Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. <laughs> Kindergarten cop. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, referring to people with particular body parts, such as a person with a vulva, where we create will create a more inclusive classroom than female anatomy. The curriculum reads. Uh, operating under the assumption that not all people with vaginas are women. Well, my second problem with this whole thing is just the flat-out hypocrisy of it. Like I said, 
if this was a scout master saying this or a priest, they'd be burning them at the stake. Secondly, if you did this the other way I suggested, like having queer or bisexual, probably not bisexual, but, you know, gay or lesbian kids role play heterosexual sex to be seen as hateful. Well, and what they're doing, a lot of this is doing, and we talked about this last time, is that it is um, taking kids who are vulnerable at that at that stage and, and confusing them about their sexuality. All and, kids are vulnerable. And 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 trying and it's it's indoctrinating them into that um, lifestyle. And if it's it's conversion therapy in the reverse, basically, is what it is. And so they've banned conversion therapy, but this is no different. This is taking straight kids and trying to say, hey, you know what? Let's try to make you gay. You know, see if it works. Let's see if it let's see if it clicks. And you know what? If it clicks, it just means you were gay anyway to begin with. So there's no problem here. It just means that we helped stop you from repressing yourself. I would I would honestly though, as much as I don't want to see this in my kid's school, I would pay to see my oldest kid go through that class. Mm. Cause he'd just be like, It's ridiculous. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Well, Matt Walsh yep. is awesome. And he, yes. he went he went to a, a school board meeting um and just laid into him. It was all it was Virginia. a great it was like yeah, it was like three minutes, four minutes I think he had to speak, and it was just it was great. And so he planned on doing it again. Well This is about two months ago he did. Yeah. yeah. So he planned on doing it again and and the school board at um at Virg- it was in Virginia. Um Loudoun County or Loudoun County, yeah. So here we'll I've got an article here. He uh uh, some days ago, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, yeah, so he reports for Ben Shapiro's mm-hmm. um, Daily Wire. Uh, he began a pretty epic troll of the Loudoun County School Board over their pushing of critical race theory and transgender ideology. Last night, he completed that troll. <laughs> so the background on this is that Walsh organized a rally and planned to speak before the board this week. When the members found out, they voted to only allow residents of the county into the meeting. That's when Walsh decided to lease a property there, gaining his residency in Virginia and the right to address the school board. (laughs) He got interviewed by Laura Ingram, who, by the way, is another person I'm starting to not be able to stand. I I stopped watching her a long time ago. Do you know why I can't stand her? Because she asks people. You can tell she has a problem with timing on her show. Watch at some point. She... She asks a person a question, and in her mind, she's like, you have 15 seconds to answer this question, because she starts doing a, yeah, 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 mm, yeah, yeah, we got we to gotta go. We got to go. You know, she doesn't leave it open. She's Her show is even more so about her than anything else. But she had him on, and she goes, so you leased a property? And he goes, no, no, no. I've had a long-term goal of living <laughs> In that town. He goes, I, and he goes, and just yesterday I realized it. He goes, so, <laughs> it was so good. He goes, he is, I, I don't always like Matt Walsh, but God, he's such a good troll. He's so he was so actually good. allowed into the school board meeting. Um, and uh, despite they having, had to. Yeah. Uh, despite having a lease agreement in hand, this person that's, uh, they're, writing for red state they go amazingly uh he was allowed in the school board meeting i thought for sure they'd have come up with some arbitrary ruling to ban him despite having a lease agreement in hand given he obviously only rent the property to skirt their attempts to keep him out but according to you no he just realized his his life according to him <laughs> yet he not, he not only made it inside he actually got to speak and in doing so he shared some very relevant truths about protecting children so we're going to play this uh they only gave him 60 seconds though because yeah, they, they really, gave everybody 60 yeah but that's seconds, because but, yeah. of you know 
because 60 seconds you can but he's able to pack in a lot in the 60 seconds so here we go I would thank you all for allowing me to speak to you tonight, but you tried not to allow it, yet here I am. Now, you only give us 60 seconds, so let me get to the point. You are all child abusers. You prey upon impressionable children and indoctrinate them into your insane ideological cult, a cult which holds many fanatical views, but none so deranged as the idea that boys are girls and girls are boys. By imposing this vile nonsense on students to the point even of forcing young girls to share locker rooms with boys, you deprive these kids of safety and privacy and something more fundamental too, which is truth. If education is not grounded in truth, then it is worthless. Worse, it is poison. You are poison. You are predators. I can see why you try to stop us from speaking. You know that your ideas are indefensible. You silence the opposing side because you have no argument. You can only hide under your beds like pathetic little gutless cowards hoping we shut up and go away. But we won't. I promise you that. Thank you for your time, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. <laughs> I mean, for one minute. I mean, that is a definition packed, of a mic drop. He packed a lot in there in that one minute. I mean, one minute really isn't enough to, to, to say your piece. In Apparently for Matt Walsh. Yeah, except for someone like Matt Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, this is basically what he said to the other board, but he had more time to say it. Yeah. And, and, um, and it was uh, it was. It was. If you haven't heard it, you should you should listen to it. You know uh, if you, if you don't listen to Matt Walsh, if you you know podcast, he's got a, his podcast is great. It's just his basically his YouTube show, but podcast. Um, you know yeah. what they're going to do next to ban him is they're going to say you're not allowed to call the board any names. Well, they didn't even they wouldn't they wouldn't put him on camera or they wouldn't put any. Basically, it's all to stop him from getting credit or getting, right. getting his face on. But they 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 wouldn't put anybody's face on 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 camera for this one. So it was just showing the, a far shot of the board of the school board. And and then just you hear their voice. It's just like all this, it's just petty. It's petty what they're doing. Well, I just want to see somebody go in there and start and in the middle of it. Like uh, they did at that one school board meeting where the guy goes, that's it. You're done. It was the attorney for the board or something. No, you're done. You can't talk. And they, that, English a, guy. Yeah, yeah. He got up there and that he was just really good too. he told like I had to shut up. He's like, look, I get to I just want to hear somebody in a rush uh a uh Rashida Tlaib voice go, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> well, I think this woman actually the one that was uh that was reading from the from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, when she got interrupted saying, there's children here. You need to stop. She goes, she goes, I'm not, I, I'm taking my time here. Or, you know, she basically said, I'm yeah, she just kept but talking. They just shut her mic off. Yeah. But I think she should have pulled a bullhorn out. Oh, I, I would show up with one, I like a miniature one that they can't see. Yeah. You wouldn't know? that be awesome? And just start. Yeah. I, I'm, I, these school boards are, are disgusting and he's right. They're, they're, they're gutless. They're half of them are predators. They're just, if you don't see what's wrong with this, then, then your soul is broken. You're, there's something wrong with you. Well, I mentioned this one uh, earlier that happened recently in Minnesota here in uh, Carver County, which is southwest of the metro area. And uh, they just had city of Chaska doesn't have a mask mandate and they had a fight over it. Well, what happened was one of these guys got up. There's the masked people and the unmasked people. And one of the unmasked guys got up to speak. Apparently there's video of this. And right after it, somebody takes out their phone and takes a picture of them. And he goes over and he tries to take the guy's phone away. And I'm thinking, I understand if you don't like that he's not wearing a mask. I understand that, you know, if you think masks are important and blah, blah, or vice versa. But you have to understand in this current sort of supercharged environment, you pull a camera out and take a picture of someone, 
there's a pretty good chance you're getting punched. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying you need to understand that it could happen. Yeah, but see, my first instinct when I get into it with someone over politics is not to pull out a phone and put it in their face. But that's what I mean. And so when somebody does that to somebody, it's it's an aggressive move, especially in today's climate with the with social media and the cancel culture. And basically what you, what they do is they get you fired or they, they dox you and tell people where you live and where your family lives and your pets live. And, and uh, people have gotten hurt. 100% agree with you. But did you see that video of, a couple years ago of the kayaker out in... Washington, who was yelling at the bear. No. So, oh, look, at sometime when you get a chance, when this is over, we can look at kayaker yells at bear. Okay. So it's this woman, and she's out kayaking somewhere, and a bear, she's, like, stopped on the shore, and a bear, like, walks up to her, and she's like, bear, bear, go away, bear. I'm going to spray you, bear, you know? And the bear comes up, and she nails it with some bear spray. And it, like, pulls back, and it's like, fuck, this isn't cool. Goes over and starts eating her canoe. <laughs> like ripping it up and she's going bear stop bear oh, i can't believe bear, why this. would you do this bear bear look it up oh, anyway my point is she has no understanding what a bear is yeah she doesn't get it she thinks oh we're friends and you know hey we're in this together i love nature you're part of nature we're friends you wouldn't kill me and eat me um and I think people have gotten to, you know, like that guy who followed the woman around in Target saying, you need to wear a mask, yeah. you know. Um, these people have never been hit in the mouth for doing – Mike Tyson's quote is great. He goes, social media has given you all the idea that you can say whatever you want with no one punching you in the mouth. Yeah. And I think you're going to start seeing stuff where – the guy in Target is following someone around and someone's just going to light him up, like just kick the shit out of him. And that person's going to wind up having charges pressed and yeah. all that stuff. I'm worried that's going to be me. I'm not saying that to be cool either. I'm worried it's going to be you. Yeah, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm such a tough guy. I'm, I'm worried that I'm just in the moment and be like, fuck you. No, I, gonna, you I understand. Look, I'll post bail for you. Yeah, I'll I hope so. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I think these it never enters their mind that that could happen. Yeah. Do you remember that guy out in, and I know we're short on time here, but that guy out in Wisconsin seven or eight years ago was in somebody else's deer stand. He was the Hmong guy. Oh, yeah. And the people came out there yeah. and they were yelling at him and he shot him. Yeah. Killed like three or four of them. So I know people who know a lot of the people who got shot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them died, some of them survived. And I said, my theory is, I said, just, just let me test something with you. That the couple people who survived in this are real fucking pricks. And this person I know who knows them said, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I said, these are people who've lived in rural Wisconsin. They've been around guns their entire lives. They've never thought for a second that someone would just take one of those guns and shoot you. So when eight of them show up and surround a guy with a gun, start harassing him and yelling at him, it never enters into their mind that he might kill them. So they got fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Instead of looking at it, they're going, we don't have guns. We don't know this guy. And we're yelling and screaming at him. It's a bad idea. And so you kind of have to be able to read the room. And I think this guy in this Chaska meeting who pulls out the phone wasn't thinking for a second that this other guy might yank it out of his pocket and kick the shit out of him. And I don't want to see that happen. But I kind of want to see it happen. I don't know. If somebody, if I got into an altercation with someone and some fucker pulled out the, the phone and got it in my face and, and, and tried to basically dox me 
for whatever political reason, if I'm getting into somebody like physically and this person tries to get their phone in my face, I will take, I'll slap that phone right the fuck out of their hand. If, yeah. if they're near me, um, it's just like somebody with a bullhorn in your face. Well, it's like that story we talked about uh, four or five months ago, the guy who got beat up by the two guys in a parking lot at a grocery store at, because he approached them about not having masks on. And they were in a store that they didn't need masks. And yeah. he's like, you don't have masks, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, whatever. We're cool. And they walked out and he follows them out to the parking lot. There's video from the store camera of him confronting them at their car. And he's face to face with one of these guys. And then one of the guys has got a baseball cap on. So he reaches up and flips the bill of it and they jump on him and kick the shit out of him. He deserved, he had it coming. Absolutely. You can't, he goes, well, you know, uh, looking back on it, it probably wasn't a good idea. To do That's an aggressive move to do to somebody. Yeah. And he got so self-righteous and was, didn't think that you are putting yourself in a dangerous situation. It's the same people who walk through crosswalks when cars are coming and go, cars got to stop. I got the right away. Okay. Okay. Well, what if it doesn't? Yeah. I was trying to think of a situation where I'd pull my phone out and like just put it blatantly right in someone's face and start recording them. If they were doing it to me, maybe. Maybe. But uh, I just, I, I can't imagine a scenario. I can imagine a scenario where I'd pull the phone out to record an, 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 a situation, but I wouldn't be like, here, arm's length in your face. This is what I'm doing. I'm recording you. Um, yeah. Like if the guy started following me yeah. around in Target doing the whole mask thing, I'd take my phone out and start recording. Yeah. I may not be pointing it at him, but I'd want to get audio. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, that's, it's a really aggressive move. And I just expect somebody to, to take that as an escalation. But these, these people have never been in a fight. They've never been beaten up for saying something to something wrong to the wrong person. Yeah. And my point is you have to think like that, you know, you yeah. just have to. Yep. And so they get, they get stupid brave. Yeah. Yes, they do. All right. Well, we are running late, so uh, better end it there. If you want to contact us, email us rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And I'm going to remind you guys once again, not only to contact us on the Facebook page, but we would appreciate it if you would like and share this podcast. That's really helpful. Helps it grow. We appreciate the listens. We'd love to have more. Give us a five-star review on, on Apple, iTunes, iPod, whatever the fuck that is, Apple. It takes a couple minutes of your time. And For some reason, you have to do it on Apple, too. Yeah. It's very helpful to us. The more reviews we get, the higher we get rated. And the more as long as they're five-star. I mean, let's, let's be frank. We don't want anything less than five. I don't want to be frank. I don't like Frank. Okay. Never been a fan of Frank's. He's, he could, I understand he gets violently nude. <laughs> yeah, with real estate agents. <laughs> See you, bye.